What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 201, where today we're talking about Freaky, Black Box from Amazon, and The Mandalorian Season 2, Episodes 1 through 4 on Disney+. Plus. My name is Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. How can you count up, you sick son of a bitch? He did. You counted one, two, three, and then launched the show instead of three, two, one. What just happened? I don't know. What is that a big deal? Huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody counts up to launch things. <laughs> All right, guys, kids, the rocket's going to launch, everybody. One, two, three. Oh. All right, well, okay, how are you doing this week, Roger? I mean, I'm perturbed now. No, you're not. You've ruined the whole show. I have not. Chris, how, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm all right. I'm currently recovering from getting my fins out of my hands. So oh, so you have a fully functioning hand now. Almost. No. No, I, saw, I have a large cast on it currently for a couple more days. It's actually bigger than the cast you had during the major part of the broken hand. Yeah, yeah. they had, they had to get in there and like do some nasty stuff to my hand. Oh, that's not, that doesn't sound like it was fun, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no story, Bob. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Roger's good. I'm good. Everything's fine. Roger's good. Everything's fine. No no worry there. Okay, okay. Sounds about right. All right, Roger, how about you, man? You still got nothing to say or what? No, I'm good. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving week, so we got that going on for us. Yes. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This episode, of course, will air two days before Thanksgiving. We'll have another one before the next episode. So thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you have a good holiday. Eat some turkey and all that good stuff. But stay safe, of course. I don't know. This is going to be a weird one because I've been reading all the, all the, uh, in night, apparently in 1918 was the last time there was, there was a pandemic during a holiday that Americans were, were, were told to wear masks. And I was reading about the whole, um, San Francisco, the city was, uh, not okay with that in 1918. They were, they, they said they're not going to wear masks and the government can't make them. <laughs> Sounds a lot like today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, good news for everybody out there. I just got a, a spam email saying that I'm entitled to $12 million. Oh, all you got to do is give them your social security number and, yeah. I mean, that's a new new, um, new personal record for things that I've been entitled for. <laughs> $12 million. <laughs> I mean, I think things are looking up. It's a good start to the weekend. There we go. Good start. You're about to be $12 million richer. I haven't, I haven't got a spam email like that in forever. That's, like, yeah. that's crazy. I think I'm they're changing their spamming. I mean, of course, now the whole spam is phone calls and getting you to oh, yeah. and getting you to say, oh, getting yeah. you to say yes to right. anything. Our warranty. Oh, I tell them yes. I want to talk to them all the time. Be like, thank goodness you finally got a hold of me. I got some questions. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you shouldn't say yes. So that's what they're trying to get out of you is a yes. So they can they can cut out the yes and put it to them asking you a question. Can they have access to this? And then then just isolate your yes. And a voice, that's, that's that's the whole scam. So just never saying yeah. anything, confirming anything. I've heard that once a uh, long time ago. I heard that never forgot it. So yeah. It's interesting. Else finally said Whenever that. I get a call, I don't know. I don't ever say anything con- like in a, conf- in a confirming anything. I just. I mean, I'll say whatever I want to because as long as they don't have my credit card number, I don't give a shit. So. Well, if they're calling you, chances are you agree to this. You'll pay this bill. I bet you I won't. <laughs> I bet you I won't. I have a serious, I have a serious question though for you, Roger. Mm-hmm. Why the hell do I have my headset on? I don't know. I just realized. I didn't realize you had it on. Mm. It's so part. It's, it's ingrained in us now for doing how many episodes like that. Yeah, plenty of them. That's for sure. Well, it's good. It's not getting cold here. It's weird here in North Carolina, Wilmington. It's two 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 days ago. It was seventy. No, three days ago it was sunny and like seventy five. 
And then yesterday it was, you know, kind of like a cool 65 and cloudy. Um, and today it's like a sunny 60, 65. It changes a lot. How's the weather where you guys are? Good? It's raining. Well, that's fantastic. That's just the bee's knees weather right there. Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is episode 201 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then into the movies of the week. But first, we should take a look at the box office. Freaky is number one again, which is no surprise, because after seeing it, I'm very happy with the, with the movie. Bringing in an additional $1.2 million, bringing a worldwide total. Roger, you'll be happy to know this. Two weeks, $9.2 million intake. That's good. That's not bad at all. No, that's really good. The War with Grandpa only bringing in 733k. Um, has a worldwide total of 24. Let him go, bringing in just under a million, make bringing the worldwide to eight million total. Uh, come play and the the come play brought in half a million and the Santa Claus 2020 re-release brought in 461 thousand dollars. Good for it, man. Good for it. Wait, they re-released the Santa? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and AMC's. They're, 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 they're trying. I mean, they're, there was a little bit of a line when I went to watch uh, this this weekend, when I went to watch Freaky. There was, I had to stay in line for like for like five minutes, five whole minutes to get a ticket. Mm. So I was the only one like at my showing, but I didn't know. So like I got there like five minutes late, right? So they had already dimmed the lights and everything. So I walked right in and I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see the seats because like my eyes hadn't adjusted yet. So I like stumbled my way to like halfway up and then like three seats in because I couldn't see where if anyone else was there. Half of the movie I turned around and the whole thing's empty. I was like, God, I could have sat in the in the sweet spots. I'd have moved. You can you can get I'd up and move. moved. Yeah. I was I was like I was already like embedded. The charity had like my imprint in it. You know, it was already Warm. I was I wasn't getting up yet. It wasn't happening. I can understand that. I mean that's you know, once you settle in, you're you're settled in. Like, damn it. I missed missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, I mean, mine mine had probably 16 or 17 people in it. I, of course, was the only single person in there. <laughs> I said, I think there were like 10 people when I went to see Freaky. It was my my new record for, for recent there. things. Hey, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what night did you go? Friday or Saturday? I went Friday. Okay, that's, yeah. Friday evening. I went today in the middle of a Sunday, so that's probably why mine was empty. <laughs> I, I, I asked, um, I asked the... The clerk, uh, the the cash register, I bought um, as I bought my bottle of water. If uh, they had any plans of shutting down, and the the, the GM over overheard, stepped in and said, "No, no, 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 AMC is not shutting down again. We're just going to go. We're we're just going to stay open." And I thought to myself, "I don't know if if can you do that if the state tells you to shut down." <laughs> no, they certainly cannot. I, do that. I didn't think so, but you know, I was like, I don't know. Well, whatever. You you guys do you, but. Well, a company decision and a state-mandated decision are two different things. Yeah, but True. the state-mandated decision overrides the company decision, I would imagine, right? Well, yes, but that's. But I think the point is like different. Like, right, right. Well, different well, things coming to play. Yeah. Point is, he said they don't have any plans in shutting down, which is which is good. Good to I mean, know. That's that's fine. Yeah, good for them. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, well, that's all in the box office. No, no changes there. However, nothing came out this week, so that's why there's a noticeable, I think, downturn in the box office. Last week it was. Everything except the number five seed had millions in their box office, and this week it's it is a lot worse. But that's okay. That is all right. Well, yeah, with nothing new this time, I'm not super surprised in yeah. that. I mean, we don't really have. I mean, Vanguard was limited. I didn't get here. I'm I'm sure the Pittsburgh area may have might have gotten it, uh, but I, I don't think so. 
Uh, and then, Say it's not a, not at our local. No. Um, the, so the next movie of note that comes out is the twenty fifth. That's Wednesday. This is this week for Thanksgiving. Chris, you're excited. The Crudes, a new age. I know. Just, just it just needed to happen. That's all I need. And then the week after, baby, all my life. Yes, yes, and yes, and also Half Brothers, which I've now seen that trailer a hundred times, if not more. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. I mean, one, we'll if see. it's a theatrical release, we, you know, I, I imagine we'll we'll hit it, and then. Greenland again for VOD on December 18th, but, you know, some of us may already have it. Um, oh, did you guys watch the new trailer for Monster Hunter? No. Which no. is now slated, it's an actual trailer, which is now slated for December 25th, as is mm-hmm. News of the World, Pixar's Soul, and Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman is going in the theater day and date with HBO Max and theater. I think that's a weird decision. Yeah, I mean, not for me. <laughs> when, I mean, you say not for me as in you're going to watch it in the theater or in your home? No, I'm going to sit in my house and watch it. No, man, a movie like see, that... I might, I, might go, I might go see that one in theater. Yeah, you, 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 can't, you can't... That's not meant to be watched in a home. That's meant to be watched in the theater. I, I mean, mean, if he, I'm going to watch Trash like all my life in theaters, I'm definitely going to at least go see Wonder Woman in theaters. Yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. It's like... We we'll shut down by then. <laughs> Why are you so negative? Gee, Louise. <laughs> Good lord, man! Um, so, Feels good. So that's about it. I was I was taking a gander at the at the twenty twenty one release schedule. The, so did you guys? So you guys watched obviously Freaky. Did you see the new trailer for The King's Man? Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah. I was kind of impressed by it, but it's not. There's no real different uh, new no new scenes. It's just re, kind of re, rehashed. But I'm super excited. There, I think because as of February twelfth. Like, as of February, they they have releases every week, just like it's a normal. So, like, I think they're really counting on that to be for COVID to be done and over with. I sure the hell hope so, man. I just let's get back to uh, Quiet Place is now April twenty third. Um, Black Widow, Chris, you'll be happy to know is is back slated for May. All right. Godzilla versus Kong, May twenty one. I mean, Fast and the Furious 9, May 28th. I mean, this could potentially be a very big year. I'm actually very surprised they're releasing Wonder Woman the way they're doing it. I'm, I got to be honest with you. I did not see that coming. I think it's more surprising to me because it is their strongest. It's the, out of the DC book. It's their strongest showing. You know what I mean? Like, it's their, it's their big hitter. So it is surprising. Like, if this was Aquaman getting released this way, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If this was, you know, some other weird Justice League movie. I wouldn't be shocked, but the fact that it is Wonder Woman, it's it's their big it's their big sell. I am surprised. I I, I agree with you. I mean, that's why I think it's weird. This is, this is their marquee title, man. As of right now, I mean, one the Wonder Woman sequel is like that's this is the one that they're, they're banking on. So I don't know why they're releasing it when the, when they are. Uh, they they must have some other plans for some other big movies because after that, I don't think they really had anything. Maybe the Zack Snyder cut on HBO Max to to to, to make some noise, but. Well, I think that's part of the ploy. I think the Snyder Cut thing has to do with it. I think if they're like, hey, we want this to be a big deal, we're going to give you something else in return. So, I mean... I like how you called it a ploy. Like it's deceitful in some way. Well, I mean, there's always back dealings in Hollywood that, that you and I never, yeah. never never hear about contracts and, and, and whatnot. I mean, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the back dealings. Warner Brother owns HBO. Well, that's how they would release well, something streaming. Yes, but, 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 but there's still contracts that need to be signed and ink to paper that need, that need to happen. 
Well, uh, probably not. Well, they the own their own distribution company. They film the movie. They is can it, do whatever they want. Is to it fair it. to say, though, that because of how big Wonder Woman is and how big the Justice League movie probably was, this, like, the, the, its fan base anyway, that this is a these are titles that are worthy to release on your streaming service to try to get you more subscribers. That's I can compared to like other compared to other things we've seen, like movie like Borat being bought on Amazon, for example. That's not bringing people onto Amazon Prime that aren't there. No, as, like, as a matter movie. of fact, I haven't heard anyone even talk after the week it came out. I've heard I've heard zero chatter about Borat anywhere, and I'm working yeah. in a I'm working in a production office with like people coming and going, <laughs> people talking about movies all the time. I've never heard anything about Borat, never. Yeah. So. So, oh, I mean, so like, is is that a fair assumption then that like maybe that's well like a fair statement that this like if you're gonna release a movie or like buy out for your streaming, so I know they own it, but like you know these might actually bring people to your streaming service, wouldn't it? Or like bring them to like you. And I think what's 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 uh, what's more about a Wonder Woman sequel is I think it'll bring back people you lost after Game of Thrones. Like it's the same; they're shooting for almost the same age dem demographic. So I would I would okay. imagine that's their plan to bring back some of the people that got rid of HBO. In anger after Game of Thrones, maybe that's their plan. I don't know. Which I'm serious. I mean, I, I know I know several people that that rage quit uh, HBO Max after the Game of Thrones uh, was was done. Yeah, but the, those, most of those people were probably the same people that were going to un, unsubscribe anyway after. Yeah, Game of Thrones, I mean, so. in, in fairness, in, I mean that's a likely statement. I, I don't know. You can never know that because you know it, it all went one way. So I mean, it's impossible to know. But yes, I think you're right, Chris. I think they want. They're going to take this opportunity to maybe get another couple hundred thousand more subscribers to HBO Max. At least for a month. That's still a lot of money. Well, let me tell you something about HBO Max. So HBO Max, depending on who your cable provider is, you pay nothing additional for that. That's true. They gain zero dollars for that. So I don't think it's as easy as they just want to make more money. I just think they're ready to go, and they want to get the movie up and out. And if choose to watch it, if people choose to watch it at home at HBO Max, that's up to them. One of the downside of the HBO Max release, HBO Max right now doesn't have 4K. Oh, all right. So there is that. Gotcha. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know they didn't have 4K. Interesting. I do not. Is it fair to say that there's a chance that we'll see a re-release of this movie if, like, COVID, go, if the COVID world falls away in eight months that they might put this out as a re-release in theaters i don't know but i mean yeah, they're releasing weird stuff all the time sure. so yeah there's that um wonder woman wants to be yeah, unless something changes with hbo yeah, max's stuff right now they don't have any sure. uh, they definitely want that they don't have 4k which so you go to a movie yeah, sure a standard digital theater you run at 8k so yeah there's that no no, no that's, yeah, that's yeah no I, I i can totally see that sorry chris i i we i know we kind of talked about for a second but um i think one one of the movies that drops out that that was taken off of the slate for COVID, at least one of them will try a re-release, and if it's successful, you're going to see a whole dirge of a whole just a whole slew of re-releases. From yeah, I mean, I I would imagine that they even re-release Mulan like that. Disney Plus does. I don't know. Remember, Disney made a bunch of money off Mulan. Yeah, but like, mm -hmm. I mean, if it costs you, if they have a budget that says it's going to cost us this to put it back in theaters, and we'll we'll at least make this. I mean, and if, and if that's profit, then they'll will definitely do it. Yeah, but that movie wasn't good. No, but I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of people agreed with that too. But I mean, there's there, there's still a lot of people that don't have Disney Plus. Also, yeah. mm, I don't know how accurate that is anymore either. No, because I, they said they're over like seventy million subscribers or something. Geez, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's that's yeah. 
a lot, a lot. That's like that's probably almost Netflix numbers. Like to to, to be honest, that's, yeah. that's. I mean, Netflix is a global leader, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think remember Disney Plus isn't available everywhere. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I just accidentally re-upped and bought another year of Disney Plus, though. So that oh, was cool. Very cool, very cool. But that was in my game plan. What do you mean accidentally? So when before Disney Plus was released, about this time last year, I um. I had a special offer that I could buy in at a much cheaper rate if I bought the whole year at a time. So I did. Yearly subscription. And, and, and then it, it re-upped itself. Nice. As I was walking through a the local grocery store, I got a ping on my phone and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> only, only because this is not because I didn't want more Disney Plus, because I was going to bring all of my yep. subscription things together and save like $4 a month. Yep. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> not today. Not this year. That's right. I figured I'd just waste fifty dollars randomly some other way. So. <laughs> Fair. I mean, did 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 it, did it just tack on to the already time you have with it? No, well, it yeah, was up. it was up. Oh. It just it was time for renewal. So I think it just got my debit card information. <laughs> so it just re-ups itself. But no, that's that's exactly it. Was a it wasn't. Hey, do you want to? It was hey, this happened. <laughs> Fair. Bling. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, maybe we will, Chris, maybe we won't. I think that, I think it's very likely that you will see a ton of big movies be released that they didn't get released during COVID. Because if, if not, this next year is just going to be, it's going to be packed with releases that were held back. Well, see, that's, that's not entirely true though, because everything they split out of 2020 into 2021, they didn't slide over top of something that was already slated for 2021. They moved that stuff backwards. No, they, they did. But whatever was coming out in 2021 big, I would imagine would have already been in production or close to finished. So they would have had it. 90% of that stuff is completely done. That's what I'm saying. It's like they want to release it. I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. We talk about this a lot, but only time will tell about that. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously going to happen. Um, all right. So this... Nothing crazy came out the past weekend. We're not looking at anything big for a few weeks, but except the cruise, which is this week, uh, and then we go into kind of a slow period, and then it picks up towards the end of the year, if things stay the way they are, which they probably will not. However, uh, I want to start this. Uh, I said I want to do a new – start a new feature on this show. It's just – it'll take me just two, two minutes. It's called What Streaming. The, the focal point this week is Netflix. Um, I've, I just picked three movies. I think people would – you know, if they checked them out, it would be cool for them. Um, the um the three movies are The Outpost. Uh, that's a recent release with Orlando Bloom and Scott Eastwood. Uh, it's in the same vein as Black Hawk Down. It's a, a military combat unit in the Middle East under siege, and they really have to find out how a way to survive this against overwhelming numbers. Uh, that's on Netflix. Uh, I also think people should check out, if they have time, a Beowulf, which is the Robert Zemeckis, Ray Weinstone, uh, Angelina Jolie, Anthony Hopkins, and Robin Wright. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a animated retelling by Zemeckis of the epic poem of the Geet warrior trying to save his kingdom from the monster Grendel and his mother. And the last one uh, I think people should check out if they have interest or time is Boys in the Hood, which of course Roger I think you know very well from 1992. Yes, very very, well. very famously directed by John Singleton with Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Ice Cube. It, it boy that movie started a lot of careers and it, it is it really is a great uh, a, a great movie. Yeah, fantastic movie. So check out the Outpost, Beowulf, or Boys in the Hood. Uh, next week we'll do. I'll, I'll I'll choose a different streaming service to kind of point out some movies. But so the there's there's that current events. Streaming service. Current Hulu. Go watch Palm Springs. What's up? <laughs> when we get to Hulu, we'll point that out, man. Damn. 
don't know. There will be every week. Spoiler. <laughs> every, that's true. All right, current. Oh, a little spinoff of that about you know I watch you know what, okay this so this this week I watch a lot of bad movies and I also watch a lot of good movies. Um, one of them is and Roger, I think you may agree with me on this. I watched uh, 1917 again. I have the 4K copy on my computer. I've watched it. That movie is. I think that movie's in a whole different league of most movies. I really do. And yeah, it's good. And it's really. Good. I don't know how. And I watched some like. And I watched the movie again. I watched some uh, some of the behind the scenes of how they were able to do some of those mind-numbingly difficult shots. And like, it just like blows my mind what they had to go through. Now, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say Best Picture winner, the, the, the receiver of that award, um, is that, I mean, do you think that could be, do you think that could also be called the most impressive movie? No. Or is that a different thing altogether? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand how they decide what gets to be nominated for Best Picture anyway. Well, so I mean, the category name doesn't help it. I I would have an idea, but that's not for this show. But um, I don't know. Man, I watched that movie. That movie is as powerful as anything I've ever seen. It is. It is so yeah, 1917 good. Nineteen seventy is very good. And I don't know how. I'm actually kind of. I just you know want to sit on my high horse for another few seconds. I don't know how it lost to things that it did. I just don't. I just for the life of me, I don't understand it. Um, I still don't know how Ford v Ferrari got screwed out of everything. Yeah, that that's another nine and a half or ten, man. I mean, that's just that's a solid, like a solid movie. It just holy crap. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of good ones this week, and I want to say something about 1917. I think that movie is just phenomenal, and it did really well in the Golden Globes, and didn't really do anything in the Oscars. I was actually no. I was very surprised at that. But Sam Mendes, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you were you were you were definitely snubbed for that one. Just a wonderful score by Thomas Newman. You know, Deakins, of course, did the did the cinematography. It's just a hell of a movie. A hell of a movie. All right. World events. <laughs> COVID. Theaters open again. Theaters might be closing again. All right. Trailer watch. What did you guys think about Chaos Walking with Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland? Um, I mean, it's got a good cast. Yeah. Past that, I don't know. Like the weird floating voice memory thing i don't know what's going on with that <laughs> uh i mentioned something to roger when, when watching it that it reminds it reminds me of uh of in time i get a lot of vibes of that movie from watching the trailer so we'll see how it, we'll see how it is roger says something about how it's a watchable movie it's not bad but you know it's not, it's a not movie. good yeah. in time he's talking about with justin timberlake and amanda seyfried which check that movie out it's fun yeah. not good it's but fine. it's fun it's fine <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. This movie's been done for more than a year. Um, they started massively reshooting it after test audiences hated it. So <laughs> that makes me laugh. That, that's always good for a uh, for a movie. But at least they're taking their time getting it done. I guess. I mean, they delayed Sonic the Hedgehog six months, and we got a pretty goddamn good movie out of that. Didn't that's we? true. That it is true. Worth Here's the scene worth. Seemed worth enough for them to actually reshoot. Here's the uh, the, the IMDb description. Here's the IMDb description. You guys ready for this? Okay, a dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and a sounds called noise. What a useful superpower in a world with no women. <laughs> Men are simple. Yeah. We're straightforward. Yeah. You know that anyway. We already know. Dumb. And dumb, yeah. right? We already know. But, it, but it, it, I mean. It caught my interest, I guess, a little bit when it's directed by Doug Lyman. Uh, he had, of course, interest in – he had a lot to do with the Bourne series and he had to do with some other really good movies of the 2000s. Um, I think because of his involvement, 
is the only reason I'm I'm going to watch this movie. I wouldn't necessarily this the, the because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, the trailer did absolutely nothing for me. It's not a great trailer. Not even a like bit. I said, the greatest for watching it because obviously we watched it together. There's like a bunch of hard cuts in this movie, and I don't understand why. Like you could have put together a better trailer and try to open up what the story is. I understand it's the first trailer, but come on, man. I don't know. Like, well, Roger said there's a strong cast here. Just let just let them do their thing on screen, and you're going to get people excited for this movie. Well, I mean, right. so Doug Liman he he directed. Here's just a few: the the Born Identity, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which Roger we love, American Made, which I we didn't it. we didn't hate that one. Um, I like American Made. It's good. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a good pedigree behind him. I just want to see what he can do with it because the trailer. Now it, I think it had to be, it had to be purposeful because the trailer really didn't reveal a lot either. About the no. about the story or what's what's going on and what the stakes are, nothing. This is based off a novel, and if I'm not cor- not mistaken, I think it's a series, right? So maybe they're trying to make sure that it gets more than one movie, and you don't get a second movie if the first one's terrible ninety nine percent of the time. So got to make it watchable. That's true, I guess. and so on. Can all characters in one series? Yeah, no problem. Not worried about it. So him. live yeah. live die. Already got lived. He's already got um, Uncharted. Oh, that's so true. yeah, yeah he'll be fine. And, and Spider Man. I mean, let's not forget that one either. Who? Yeah. What? I thought he, Miles Morales. Oh, I thought you said Tom. Spider Man. I, I thought you said Tom Holland. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. I did. Oh, I did. Be quiet. Oh, great. Yeah, he, he's he's also got live. He's also got the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow on his pre production, and he's Good. he's got a movie. I just heard some people talking about this the other day on uh when I was walking through the hall, he's got an untitled Tom Cruise Space X project, which is going to be the first movie, uh, the bulk of it shot in literal space. So I'm, 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 I mean, look, if there's any actor that would, <laughs> that I, I expect to be crazy enough to do that is definitely Tom, Tom Cruise. I'll tell him to use the goddamn moon for something useful. Ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> taking up space, I know. valuable sky real estate. Might as well use it. Right, right. Of course. Uh, no, so that's what Doug Lamb's up to. But I mean, other than that, I'm not really looking forward to uh, Chaos Walking. I got to be honest with you on that one. Let's talk about yeah. for one second Tom and Jerry, which I think confused the hell out of all three of us. Not not, not the fact that it's Tom and Jerry, the fact that it even exists. Yeah. Was, who who out there is going, hey, you know what we need right now? Tom and Jerry. Sweet Tom and Jerry reboot. My Let's bring him back. My mother's going to be so hyped for this. I think we were probably the generation – we weren't – when did Tom and Jerry – when were were they a thing, Roger? Like Tom and Jerry's been around for a long time. Like way yeah. before you and I were kids, right? Like way before. We're talking like yeah. 60s, 70s, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean like, we're talking like that, that thing has is got many generations of people, I guess, maybe kind of curious because they you remember it growing up. I, I don't know what the deal is, but it's got a good – it's got a pretty big cast. I mean Chloe Grace Moretz um, – who else, who else is in that? I just blanked all, all of a sudden. That's really it. No, there's plenty of people in there. Um, Christ, I'm just Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, Michael Pena. Uh, oh, yeah, Ken, Ken, Ken Jeong. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's more than just, just one. It's been around since 1940. Jeez, the 40s. That's how much I know about my cartoon history. My goodness. I do like, I said this to Roger, I do like their take on the animals in the movie, how all of them are going to be animated. Sometimes sometimes these movies, like, well, I think Woody Woodpecker is a good one, a good example, which is a terrible fucking movie. But um, 
where like you know just the one or the the focal points are animated and then you have regular animals also in the movie i think it's a smart decision for them to to draw out cartoon style all the animals that we've seen so far in the trailer that's a good move by them if they they go through with and follow through with well that let's decision. let's not forget um rod you brought it up earlier who oh who framed roger rabbit I mean, yeah. that's kind of a... That movie's a, that movie's a masterpiece. Yeah, that though. movie's This great. movie is not going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> well, no, I know, not, because I watched the trailer. <laughs> looks bad. Looks bad. It looks bad. bad. It's bad. 100%. But, I mean, it, I mean, again, it's hard to say without the movie actually being out and seeing it, but it doesn't look promising whatsoever. No, it's easy to say. Mm. Thanks for that, Roger. Completely <laughs> undermine what I said. Thank you. <laughs> All right, what do you guys want to start with today? We have The Mandalorian, Freaky, and Black Box. Let's talk about Mandalorian for a couple minutes. All right. Because, you know, we don't, we can't really finalize anything with Mandalorian. Yeah, again, so. I don't think it's too long. All right, Mandalorian. Mandalorian Season 2 has premiered. We're, we're right now in Episode 4. Uh, let me, I got to be honest, I'm going to take the reins here for one second. I like Season 2 a whole lot more than Season 1. Really? It seems to me that Season 2 is more focused. It's more of a story of... A cohesive story instead of just a couple episodes that were strewn together in the same series. That was my impression of the first se- of the first season. I wasn't too impressed, but I'm not like super impressed by season two. But I am I am enjoying it quite a bit more. Truth be told, I don't I don't think Disney knew quite knew the uh, meme machine god it had in season one of Mandalorian. So I think they're capitalizing on the fact that it did blow so hard. I think they thought it was gonna be successful. I don't think they had any idea how 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 big it would get. Roger, what do you think? Are you enjoying it so far? Well, I mean, listen, I think it's been very good so far. I don't know if it's any better or worse than, you know, through the first half of the season, basically. I don't know if it's any better or worse than season one. The The issue I have so far with Mandalorian is you said something about it being more cohesive. I don't think the, the longest episode of this season so far is episode one. It's about an hour long, like 50 six 55 minutes long okay which i didn't expect when you guys told me this was like 30 minutes an episode well they they usually are i got you so it's the only other time (laughs) it's ever been that long was episode one yeah um the issue with that is like i i thought i don't think that was a very good episode for me i don't think the other shorter episodes have been better and more entertaining. No, I agree with that because I was thinking I do not feel like slogging through this after you know, I, as soon as episode one was over, I was like, I do not want to watch the rest of this because I, I wasn't excited to begin with because this isn't my thing. But it was like, all right, well, I'm gonna watch, start watching these. But it was like that first one was a little rough for well, me anyway. I haven't seen season one. Sure. Um, the other side of it is to where I thought episode one wasn't the greatest. You know, the farther along we're getting into the season. Like, episode two is kind of whatever to me, but three and four feel more Star Wars-y than anything else even close to it to this point. Even all the way back to the first season, like, especially episode four, like, it feels like we're in a Star Wars movie, albeit a short one, (laughs) but for real, this is the first time it's not just some space cowboy western movie. It's, this is real Star Wars here. So, well, I think I, mean, I, I think we're moving yeah. in that direction is what I think is happening because otherwise it was just like this weird space western that happened to have some Star Wars that happened to be Star Wars themed. It's like tied to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I am excited to go back and watch all of season one at one time as if it's as it is a whole production. It's so worth I, it. I am excited for that after after being as deep into season two as I am now. 
at first it was not going to happen after watching that first episode, but it has it has gained some gained some, some speed. I mean, can we talk about the homicidal maniac baby eater? <laughs> <laughs> How he keeps, he keeps eating the eggs. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. He, he's eating babies. You mean my favorite part of the show so yeah, far? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Loved it. And it's actually Which, very isn't funny. That, isn't that weird to you? It is very weird. How they keep doing it, oh, it's very God. weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, out of all the things you could have had him do that's like that, you have him eating babies of an endangered species. That's pretty dark. That's pretty dark. <laughs> and like over and over again, too. It doesn't happen once. Yeah, it happens like just times. once. At least five or six times, he ate them. Uh, something I mean good <laughs> I mean it's just I I don't know again I don't know how I feel about the character of the Mandalorian as as a I mean I love him as a as as a you know in a space western as a cowboy I get it I do um he's kind of a white hat cowboy but it doesn't I'm not quite sure it's I mean I, I can you see this show having like 15 seasons is my question yes Yes, I can. You can do this for literally ever. ever see, I don't, I don't see it. Where they're Hercules? Oh, my God, Gina. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. That's, yeah. that's. I mean, that's the easiest way to compare that show, honestly. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Where there's a small overarching story that balances for everything, but each each episode runs by itself. I love those shows growing up, too. But think, yeah. Mandalorian's not that different. Yeah, it no, really right. isn't. Now that you said it, yeah, you're right. It really isn't. That's exactly how I described it last year. So, yes, I have said that before, and I will continue to say it until it's not that way. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not wrong. About mostly I'm lazy, and I was right the first time. You're, you're, so. you're not wrong about the Hercules reference. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong about that kind of 90s melodramatic type. Everyone's okay in the end. It needs to be okay, and all the, and all the bad guys are, are, are not okay. You know, it's, it's, There are six seasons of Xena Warrior Princess. And how many, how many seasons right. of, of Hercules? I'm looking. <laughs> There's probably three or four of those, at least. Yeah, and, and then there Hercules, were, and the then legendary were, journey. And then, also six seasons. And then there were crossover seasons. Oh, there, there were, there is more to it than that. But yeah. yeah, there were six seasons of that as well. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. I, mean, I watched at least six seasons. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, baby. Kevin Sorbo. What's he doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, let's talk about some some guest appearances we've had in uh, the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian, because I mean, listen. It's it's been a fact since Mandalorian came out. There are people who just want to be associated with Star Wars that are taking little to no money to be in it. And yep. listen, I respect that. That's that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, like in episode three, one of my favorite people, Titus Welliver, shows up and wash himself <laughs> yeah. as the uh, the bad um, admiral or whatever. I was pretty pretty happy about that. Then we get um, get some wrestlers making an appearance. That's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks is yeah. a Mandalorian, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's neat though. And it's not like anybody had been like, that was a shitty cameo. You know, everybody's had their role and played their part pretty well. Yeah. So. I mean, I like it. I like Mandalorian. I, I don't know if this is any better or worse than last season, though. I haven't made that decision yet. Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get more. Uh, well, So, yeah, we're, we're just four episodes in. Um, I, I did. I mean, we're halfway through, right? Yeah. Last well, season was eight. eight or ten. I mean, I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't more than ten. I'm pretty sure it was eight, so we're halfway done. Do you guys love the? Do you guys love episode two with that? With those like alien, the ver- the the obvious alien ripoff eggs that opened up and the thing came yeah. out and yeah, that horrifying spider. My goodness, that spider alien thing. Oh my god. I mean, I'm pretty upset. The Razor Crest is kind of having getting beat to hell. So oh, the ship. The Razor Crest having a rough. Yeah, yeah, it's having a rough time. I mean, it's all patched up at the end of episode four. But man, did you? Oh, so something very important. Happens in episode four of Mandalorian is 
I mean, it's not the first time. It's he's not. It's not the first time that Baby Yoda has used force powers, right? No, it's like the second or third time at least. Yeah, I mean, the first time for his own personal gain to get some sweet blue macaroons, <laughs> which delicious. His own personal gain. Yeah, so that I that's was, kind of a major moment, though. In the if for for I people, mean, you know, he's most what most children would be like if they could use the force. Be like, I want that. Yep. Now I have it. <laughs> this is the force. This is the way. <laughs> now I have it. That's great. Exactly. Did you love how in the end of episode four, when they were like free falling, you, you see in the in the background that Baby Yoda had his had his arms. He was like, yeah, like he's riding a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I didn't appreciate that. I really Definitely. love. I really and this time at least they're trying to. It's not just a because whoever watched Baby Yoda in the first season and in, in I think early, early episodes this season. She's like she like babysits him some sometimes, but like now everyone's excited to see him. So yeah. Even He's like, What's up? even Grief Karga, even Car Cara Dune with Gina Carano's character, like everyone's like. So I think maybe now this time, Chris, you might be right in the fact that now that they realize what they have, they're going to kind of play off of their strengths and weaknesses, and you know, ups the strengths and try to take away the weaknesses, of course. But Baby, baby yeah. Yoda is a huge strength to to this for this franchise, at least as far as the Mandalorian is concerned. Yeah, everybody wants a shot at Baby Yoda. Yeah, everybody does. I mean, listen, I'd just love to have just come walking through my like living room one day and be like, what's up? <laughs> like, it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Give him some food. Give him some food. Um, you know, to actually, I think last time we talked about this was last year. I was quoted in saying, uh, at least I remember saying this, is there was no other Yoda. There was another Yoda. In episode one, there's a female Yoda on the council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there were a few Yodas. Yodar or whatever his name was, but then we never seen any other of it. But like, so this actually makes me even this makes me Yoda. this makes me even more mad that there's tons of these Yodas out there because like why? There's not tons. Calm down. I mean, for all we know, there's tons. I mean, we we know of <laughs> we know of three now. You know, I mean, like they're just falling off trees now. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so let me ask you this, Roger. Are you happy with where season two has gone so far before we move, we move I on? I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm actually – I didn't realize that you hadn't watched season one yet. Uh, I think I think you enjoy it, honestly. Yeah. Um, there will be some moments where you're just like, okay, ha-ha. Yeah. But the, the overall story, it's it's pretty strong. And there's no doubt why, obviously, besides the money-making potential of a Star Wars show, of why they brought it back. It's a good story that, that has yet to be completed. So. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how long they drag out this. Like, obviously, right now, the big thing is we're on our way to meet uh, meet a Jedi, okay? How long before you think we get to see this Jedi? Well, that's the thing is, I don't... Is it going to be episode 8? Well, that, no, that's, that's, that's the thing is, who's the... going to clip that end of season 2 leading to season But who's, the, who's it going to be, though? Like, that's the thing. It's who it is. Rosario Dawson. I know who it is. Do you, do you really know who it is, or are you just being cheeky? No, I'm 100%. I know who it is. How do you know it's Rosario know. Dawson? god how do i know anything I, okay i'm just look if, you, if, if you're right you're right but you may have seen like you know a thing on another site that said but like i, I don't know i haven't seen it but like she was hired to play this person i <laughs> point is the, the anything in the star wars universe should always revolve around the jedi because otherwise you really don't have anything yeah we're looking for ahsoka tano i mean you're gonna find out who it is uh fair enough um which is another reason why i think that I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to go from Star Wars. <laughs> That's my personal thought after like thinking about it lately. Because everything she does in Star Wars, everything she says is just wrong. But that's just me. It's just my opinion. I don't know. That's a that's a different conversation. But 
Um, I, I think that this is a step in the right direction. All right, so I'm, I'm excited to see where they come for more. So we'll keep track on that in weeks to come. So you guys want to jump on Black Box next? Yeah, yeah we can talk about Black Box. So let me ask you, because we didn't talk about this at all in like prep. Do you guys like Black Box? Uh, I like the first two-thirds of it. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's kind of that's kind of where I land too. I, I liked it better than the last Blumhouse movie we watched. Yeah, I did. Okay, like well, it. last one was last one was bad. Where this isn't exactly bad. it's not bad, right? Yeah. So that's that's how I look at this movie. Obviously, this movie is better than a lot. Okay, well, a lot kind of stinks, but this movie isn't bad. But I don't know how good it is. Is that a, is that a fair question? That's to a fair ask with this? Yeah. Well, because yeah. okay, you know, obviously, when we talk about our number ranking system, okay. Generally, I, I make the statement of when you rank something a five, it means you would positively recommend it for at least somebody to watch. Now, I think I would recommend Black Box as a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't go out of way and be like, listen, this is a solid eight. I don't know if it's there, yeah. but I'm going to spoil it. Like, I think this movie is probably the definition of a six. And okay. the, reason <laughs> I, the reason I mean this, and after you watch this movie, because this movie is very watchable. It is incredibly frustrating to me a couple of times because I'm just like, please don't do this. Because <laughs> um, that definitely happens during this movie. Mm. But in the end, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yep. You know, I, I liked how this movie resolved itself. Yeah. You gotta, you, you do have to suspend your disbelief at times. You gotta, you gotta get past like the, you know, some certain things that would never happen medically that happen in this movie. Yeah. So, well, that's part of the issue with yeah. this, right? And then, and, and then also, there are some aha moments which feel good. They feel earned, which they I did do. like about this movie. Cause, and, and, and you get to figure this out with the main character. And that feels good because there are some things where like, where like you have a lot of questions you can ask yourself and things do get revealed to you in pieces over time. And you, yes. go, and you, and you begin to piece this together along with or a little bit ahead of, you know, the main character we're following. It is good. I like it. Yeah. What do you think, Grayson? Uh, yeah, I pretty much think what you think, Roger. It is, it's above a five, but below a seven, so there's only one number left to give it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that's pretty Score. accurate. Good, moving on. Um, no, right. well, here, let me, get the, let, me, let me get the particulars out of the way. Uh, it came out October 6, 2020, so it's been out for a little while. Uh, um, Emmanuel Osei Kufor is the director, and Mamudu. Athi is Nolan, uh, Felicia Rajed is Lillian, and Amanda Christine is Ava, who actually, by the way, she rocked it, man. Ava, that little girl yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, there's so, and then we, and then I, I, I looked at the, I was looking at the cast, and it says backwards man is Troy James. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. I've seen that guy. I see that guy do a lot of a uh, lot of things in TV shows. Is mm-hmm. like the creepy guy that crawls like that. Yeah, he actually has a reoccurring spot on the CW show The Flash, which I love mm-hmm. as a bad guy. Yeah, so it, it's nifty. It also creeps me the hell out. Yeah, so absolutely, super creepy. I, my my rule is if it doesn't move right, I don't like it. No. I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes for the mm-hmm. for that reason. You're right. There. I don't like things that don't move right. It don't move right. Kill it with fire. That's also True. like a very unnerving noise. Is like the bone cracking noise that they use when it moves. Oh, you know what? Though? So that's something. Obviously, he can't make that weird noise every time he moves that way. They had to artificially throw that in there. Fine, little much though. Yeah. Little heavy handed yeah. with the the weird creaky noise. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has a symbolic reference that you figure out as sure. you're watching the movie too. So there's there's point yeah. to it besides creepy back. Much like the lie, you can figure this movie out at least to have the general idea true but there's a on. difference though this one feels like it earns it yeah well the lie it, doesn't remember the lie stinks it does <laughs> where this movie not great doesn't suck well, okay yep. so yeah. i think to be fair what black box does is just it's a better setup 
I think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, it's it's a better overall story. It's a better ride. Well, so it's okay. So a guy has lost his his memory, uh, and he's in a horrific car accident where his wife dies. And, actually, and his wife, and he's and he's and he's, he's seeing this therapist to try to help him get his memories back. And see, the, the interesting part in a movie like this is what information you're fed when you're fed it. Because that actually matters in, in how they write it and how they want you to piece it together, how they want the movie to piece itself together, which I find interesting. Now, when it became obvious that it was just a simple, oh my gosh, is that really what's happening? I was like, ah, oh, this movie had me for like an hour and 10 minutes. Now the last 20 minutes, I'm just like, I, I don't like this movie at all. Oh my goodness. But the, <laughs> the interesting part here is, so let's talk about some things. He, the guy who plays Nolan is fantastic. The guy who plays sure. the, the physician, uh, Lillian, Gary. Lillian is fantastic. Uh, the guy, Come the on, guy uh, who plays his friend, Gary, he's amazing. Uh, and the little, yeah, he did really. And good. the little girl, Ava, all fantastic actors and actresses. I, I can't say anything there. Um, the girl, I thought was, I think. Now this is going to sound. I, th- I thought the little girl, Ava, um, Amanda Christine. I thought she was the star of the show. To be honest with you. Um, she was amazing. She does well. I, I don't think she has enough to do to make her the star of the show. I think she, when she's on, she shines. Yeah, well, that, I agree with that's that. That's what I mean. Is she just she's so far ahead of everyone else, which isn't, I guess, that far ahead, but because they're good. I mean, the guy, Momotu Athi as Nolan, he's he is great. Like he has. Which one was that? He's Nolan. The 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 Nolan, the, main okay, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. the main guy. He is really good at what at what he does. Um, His voice is very deep, isn't it? Yeah, he. Um, He's in a movie called Unicorn Store with Brie Larson. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that movie wasn't great. Yeah. That movie was not good. One of my favorites. No. Um, he was also in <laughs> Underwater. Roger, remember that movie with Kristen Stewart? We won. I do. I do actually. I so here's a problem. Underwater. Remember we talked about just about a year ago. Um, Underwater's not terrible. No, I didn't hate it at, at all. One of those movies is not very good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's kind of middle of the road. But, I mean, okay, so back to Black Box is it's it's easy to I, – man, I I was upset with how simple the, the story ended up being. As were, cause this is like – this is the scenario I guessed it was going because you kept seeing things and, he's, and he didn't know – he didn't remember doing those things, and he's like, "Are you sure it was me?" Like, it was just the script was being very obvious with where it was going, and I was kind of worried about that. Because, well, so I, I understand, like, from how I figured things out, I understood some part of what was going on. I was still kind of surprised about how what was actually going on. Where, like, I'd figure something like, "Okay, I've seen this kind of play out before." The direction that it went though was kind of different to me, and. I may be appreciated a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also the decisions that were made by people involved in that, I yeah. thought was kind of interesting. So I had, especially towards the end, I had fun with the movie because like, as it was going on, I, ke- I kept on trying to guess, you know, what, like what was going on and how it got there for, for like for a minute there, I thought that he was actually abusive. And then for a minute there, I thought it was the best friend that was had, like, had something to hide. So, yeah. Like there was yeah. something going on. Like they, they covered something. Else. I did have that vibe for yeah. a while. And I like did. I had fun kind of like, you know, like, like trying to guess what was, what was going on as the movie, as a movie played out. And then eventually you are fed and you do get to find out a little bit ahead of time what's going on on screen. But like, I thought for a, like a, like a solid minute that, you know, the friend had a, had an apartment, had another because he's because he's a doctor, so he obviously has money. That maybe he's got a sweet ass apartment. Yeah, maybe he had, he had an apartment someplace. Maybe he was getting one of like his some wife's side chick. Yeah. Old, like maybe like maybe something happened that they covered up, like mm-hmm. you said. Okay, and like, okay. he, he's re-seeing this, and it's like, yeah. 
because his friend was like, well, don't worry, I'll look into it for you. I was like, oh, wait, He's hold like, on. I got you covered. Hold on. Yeah, so, like, I like that the movie, you know, it did a good job of keeping you guessing and not in cheap ways. I like that. I, I had fun with that part of it. Yeah, I can see that. That's, I didn't, I considered that for a brief moment that the the, the, the best friend has had something to hide. Uh, but it's, no, it turns out he's just a good dude. Yeah, yep. Weird. A good, good-looking dude, of course, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Handsome devil. A healthy single bachelor doctor. Yeah, yeah right. guy. <laughs> son, of, son of a bitch. So, so let's talk about something like the... So how they when when this guy goes under what he, what the the therapist calls the the box or the black box that she's using to all the memories are in there she's just trying to bring them back to life which I thought was kind of a cool thing which is white by the way the black box is white yeah, I thought, I thought that was weird anybody have a problem with this besides me all right fine no no I noticed that real quick but I mean it is what it is um, and I really kind of enjoyed how they one of the things I really loved about this movie is. When he's going back through the memories, I, I thought was kind of was kind of ahead of its time is not ahead of its time before the movie anyway was the fact that everyone's faces were were blurry. Well, that's a real thing, yeah. and they actually allude to that. Like when you have when you have brain trauma, that is something that happens to you in dreams and when you have trouble remembering because you remember the the outside details but not the inside pieces, yeah. the very specific stuff. So that was kind of neat, like a nod to stuff how it actually is. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, so let's. I also appreciated the score to this, and in, in, in some really emotional moments, I loved the score to this movie as well. I thought it was pretty dead on. Uh, Chris, I'm, I'm sure you you noticed something like that too, right? Uh, so I liked it a lot, actually. I agree with you, uh, but like, I'm noticing more and more in these kind of like these thriller, you know, horror sci-fi like movies that like we're getting a lot of like it reminds me of us. Like the very like sharp, high pitched like squeals and 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 sounds that we get to like grab attention or or to like begin like you know letting you know something something's creepy is happening. And this movie does it; it does it well. But like you can definitely tell it it draws a lot of inspiration from that kind of from that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I I got you. That's a that's a good observation. It's a good thing though. I like it. Roger, did you like like or dislike anything about the music? I'm. It's unremarkable in this movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that I don't think they use it to any particular advantage or disadvantage. I didn't, couldn't tell you, couldn't remember one specific part about any part of the score of this movie. Well, there's 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 a couple of there's a, there's two or three kind of really or at least were intended to be very emotional moments, which I really appreciated. I'll I'll be honest about that. I really appreciated the the emotion that we were supposed to get. I don't know if we got it. Certainly, in at least one of the moments. Um, when when one of the characters makes a self sacrifice, when he when he realizes what he's doing to someone else, he makes a self sacrifice. I'm actually kind of yeah. okay with that. Well, I mean, well, that's like with the end of this movie. I I was surprised about the uh, the the way everything plays out at the end, which I also think helps me score it a little bit higher because the last act of this movie is not really the strongest, but that part of the movie comes all the way through at the end. So. Yeah, because yeah, the last act of this movie is kind of like. Yeah, that's what I was saying the whole time. This is where we went. Ruining things. (laughs) Yeah, I was not okay. I was not happy with where it went and what what one of the characters. I mean, you see it from the beginning as a as as a character is presented to to a classroom of students. You know, a certain character, a brain dead character is presented. You know that they have to use that character. You know they have to use that again. It's just a matter of when it comes into play. I mean, I. For 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 I did like this movie. Um, I can't say I loved it. I can't say 
I could probably recommend it, um, but that's coming off of the movie we watched last week, where I cannot recommend that one because it's not it's not recommendable. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about these movies are going to be compared for us, especially because they are two recent Blumhouse that are made or distributed by Amazon. Yeah, I mean, these movies are light and day from each other. Yep, and it for the better because the second movie is significantly better. I agree. The lie stinks. This movie doesn't. And that's good enough for Did me. Did you notice that they also? It's also a very small cast of a yeah. of a of yeah. a mother, a son, or a, a mother, a father, and a daughter. Pretty much all the principal. Five cast. million dollars. Five million. That's. I bet you that's. Budget. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet. You. And and it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really a, a complicated shooting schedule. It couldn't have been. Um, yeah, I'll bet you it was relative. You know, that's that's about the Blumhouse normal. Is about what five to ten million. Yeah. Well, and like so, another part about this that I that I did like was I liked how fast the our the main character we're following, how fast he goes from loving and loving his daughter and and being conflicted about how he's failing as a parent, to basically feeling very much detached and indifferent from her. Like it was yep. a it was a it was a well acted switch and it was believable. It just like all and once you know like why and you're like on that ride with him, it's it's easy to see how he makes that shift and how he acts the way he does it was it was good like the acting was very good in this well something that i thought was really weird was for for the for the woman wanting her son back as much as she does she didn't seem to give a crap about her granddaughter you guys get that at all or is that just me well she wanted she she wants her son to go be the daddy's supposed to be too but not to some not to a certain person oh yeah but it's it's one of those things where no, I think she did care about her, but her most important thing to her is her son, obviously, which is usually it's it's not an uncommon parental reaction, you know, to a situation like no, that. No, but it but, but it didn't. It's listed as ten million for the budget, so but it, it really. didn't seem like she cared about the fact that her son's widow and granddaughter were still alive and like there, you know, it just. It, I don't know about that because she definitely tells him to go get redemption, yeah. you know, to be yeah. the the man I. I know you could have been. Yeah. So should have been. I know you can be. We yeah. never saw any interaction between the doctor and her, her son's family. Did we? Well, she, well, she, she, the, the son's family doesn't want anything to do with her. It's obvious. Yeah. I mean, and she says that to Nolan when he makes a visit to yeah. the place. See, I thought they were going to go somewhere kind of cool with it. We're like, everything about, I don't know. I just, I thought there would be something to do with his family. With his life, I thought they were going to do something. Just everything about it was going to be different, and it was like I thought they were might have been going somewhere more complicated than they were. And then when I realized they weren't, I was like, ah, that's when I kind of lost interest in the movie. Is when you find out who in the past did what, and it's like, okay, now it's just a simple movie of you know, like you had to know it was coming though, because of course that was a good setup for that because it's like you know, you know. Out of the little things you've heard so like thus far in the way that like you know, certain people are acting, you know ahead of time, especially because you get a piece of dialogue about about you know about falling down a flight of stairs, you get that dialogue early, and knowing what you do and what you're figuring out, you know that it isn't as simple as that. And to to be to put yourself in the perspective of of his family of his wife, she's already done something once. And it's absolutely horrifying that she's escaped a monster once and now has to figure out how to do it again. Literally the thing that should never happen has happened. And, you know, a monster's come back from the grave. Yeah, she's not thrilled he's back. No, no and it's one of those things where, like, you know, like, that's a 
that's got to be a terrifying moment for some, for one of the characters in this movie. And I think it was done really well. You know, I do think towards the end of the movie, I did think the uh, the daughter for a second was going to be the one who uh, gave him the toss. Oh, okay. Did it look like it could have been yeah. there? And yep. I was like, that would actually would have been more impactful, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's that. Yeah, still. <laughs> you know, I really love too is, um, and it's, you know, something that I just really honed in on the end when the whole movie his daughter, Nolan's daughter, keeps trying to give him the handshake that they that they had obviously before the crash, and he's trying to remember and he can't. And then, yeah, we knew. There's it. a really no. tender moment be- be- between the two that I thought was, you know, I, I I I live for those moments, man. Like that's, I live for those moments. So, um, well, well. if we're gonna if we're, if we're gonna score this, I don't think it's any secret. I gave it a six. Roger gave it a six. Chris, what do you give? I'm it? giving it a, I'm giving it a six five. Ooh, okay, all right. I'm pulling ahead a little bit. Uh, wh- oh, why like the it. why the point five? If if I can ask you that. Oh, uh, because you don't have to justify anything to him. I'll justify it. It's fine. I- I'm prepared to defend my decisions. Um, I liked it. A l- I think a little bit more than than you guys did, just because I I didn't figure figure everything out quite as quickly as you guys did, probably. So I was a- I was I was along for the ride a little bit longer than you guys were, more than you guys were like waiting for the destination to catch up to you. So I was probably in it a little bit more. I was having a little more more fun with it because of that, a little bit longer. And while the the villain cliche is is what it is, and the third act debauchery is what it is, I liked that. I liked all the character, like all the good characters in this are very good, are just very good and fun to watch. And I liked, you know, the complexity of the plot with you know what the husband and wife were dealing with with you know the person that comes back. I, it was interesting. It pulled me in. I, I had a lot of a lot of connection with, you know, with this movie in that, in that sense. So I liked it. It kept me guessing. All right, good. That's good. Um, all right, moving on to the movie of the week, theatrical release, Freaky, which I got to say, I, Chris, I think you're going to be in the minority on this one, buddy. I really do. Um, <laughs> That's not quite, it's not quite that. Let's bad. get the minority. Sorry, minority. Let's get the, the particular other way. Christopher Landon is a director who Roger also did Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2. Uh, Did he just say let's get the minorities out of the way? I, I yeah, maybe just the minorities. Okay. Yeah. You can't say things like that. Um, all right, you completely threw me. Okay, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, Celeste O'Connor, Misha Ostrovich, uh, Emily Holder. Um, those are some of them. Some of the cast. Let's get into it. Uh, this is the greatest <laughs> Vince Vaughn's greatest movie ever. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. This is, of course, a, a spin on Freaky Friday which has been made once and then remade again uh, Two people in, in that movie. It's a mother and a daughter that switch bodies. This one, it's a, it's, it's a murderer and the person who's trying to murder uh, a very large man and a very, you know, average height, high school girl switch bodies in this one. And therein lies the hilarity in this weird combination of a horror comedy, which I don't think works as often as people think it does. Well, horror comedy doesn't really work that often. Period. That's so. what I'm talking about. Is I don't think like there are so many. Every time they try it in the in like the past ten or fifteen years, it's not worked. But Happy Death Day, I think, is a is a different one. I don't think Happy Death Day was intended to be as much as a comedy as this one either. I think it was. Uh, okay, well, that's just semantics. Let's get into it, Roger. What did you think about Freaky? Um, I don't think I loved it as much as you did, but um, I'm I'm here for it. Like I liked Freaky a lot. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know if it was ever very clever though. 
So there's that. Well, it, it, it wasn't clever, but it also, I mean, it was very heavy on the 80s tropes. You know, it, it very... Well, I mean, they basically run Scream. Well, no, Friday, <laughs> yeah, right? Friday the 13th. Yeah. At least the first, no, it's Scream. Yes. The first 25 minutes of this movie is Scream. Um, I, I think agree. you're wrong on that one. It's definitely Friday the 13th. As it says on screen in the same font, Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. Especially when he has a mask on and the camera shows him looking around. It, it, it does that <laughs> noise that they do in... That's definitely... A, I mean, that, that's the spoof part, but the entire first 20 minutes is straight out of screen. Well, it's right. straight out of an 80s slasher, but I'm fine. Whatever, let's move on. But that, see, that's what I think is like... But it, it's it's straight up 80s slasher. That first... Those first few deaths are just so gory, but that's like how they open the 80s slashers, which is what I, you know, of course I loved. And Vince Vaughn, of course, being as this big hulking 6'2 of a man makes it, I think, even better. He's like six six. Oh, he's a six six. Okay, he's taller than I thought. He's, right. he's a giant. He's a person. big man. Certainly <laughs> a giant. Um, so the opens with, of course, several four four very kind of creative deaths. Um, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen them before, but let's give a shout out to the kills in this movie because they're better than some horror movies we've had to watch. Sure, you know, for like, sure, there are some good kills. You know, you know, you know, movie made me. You know, you know what uh, kill really kind of made me uneasy for a few minutes was he shoved the the very first kill. He shoved the a wine bottle down a kid's throat and then broke then broke it in the kid's throat. That was kind of brutal. That was a strong start. I will say that was a strong start. Ooh, that got me like I was like for the next ten minutes I felt like there was glass in my throat. I couldn't shake that feeling. (laughs) Didn't didn't like that at all. No, thank you. When you're in the hidden safe room. Don't come out. Are you ever no. leave, are you ever leaving that safe room? No, room? you're not. But of course, that's that's horror movie logic. Is I know, you know I know. Just, it just bothers me. Oh my god! When she came out of that closet, I was like, oh, how dumb can you possibly be? Just wait. Just fall asleep in a corner. Wait. Just do something. You know, he's never. All right. Let's talk about the real issues with this movie. Yeah, we should. Let's get into it. Because you know, horror movie logic aside, let's talk about the police department. How, yes. how, how I, terrible they are. So, first off, there were four people murdered on a fucking Wednesday. And yet, somehow, somehow, there's school the next day. Yeah. And no one, no one knows about this. Not just, not just four people, four students. Four students. At the local four, high okay. school. That's right. Nobody has any idea. First off, everybody would know. <laughs> everybody well, would know. Well, supposed to be in small towns, so they would absolutely know. Ab- yeah, right? That doesn't... Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they don't have enough police. Nobody would know. Everybody would know. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone would know. Secondly, I love they're like they're not going to cancel homecoming. Homecoming's canceled <laughs> because there was four brutal murders. And you know, I know that they'll do this in horror movies because I've watched Scream. <laughs> so it's like, come on, people. Let's let's be honest here. Now, the part of it that I don't understand about this movie, all jokes aside, is what what's the deal with the butcher? Right, mm-hmm. he's just some dude. He's just killing, he's just, just killing people. He's just a dude out killing. No, I know? respect things living like his that. best killing yeah, life, doing doing what you do. Yep, right? exactly. But that's just out of nowhere. There's like, yep, murder, murder, murder. Okay, I have a question. Sure. How many times do you think he's had his dick sucked by that bum, though? Mm, at least once. He's a repeat customer. Oh, at least my once. goodness, that's that's weird for you to bring Listen, up. But okay, you don't, you don't lead with that if you don't know the direction the answer. Might be. <laughs> he knew. He knew. 
Um, I so, think it's- let's talk about the true star of this show, okay. the gay friend Josh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. by far the best part of this movie. <laughs> I love him. Yep. No, the, the best it, part of this series about him. This the best part of this movie is Vince Vaughn. Hand like there's no there's not even a distant there's not even a distant second. He's so far back. No, the distant. awkward conversation between gay Josh and his mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that was perfect. And I'll tell you what. Oh, he's like, that's a sex thing. He's like, no, it's not. And even even Millie tied up was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's like, talk about let's talk about the Joshua. <laughs> let's talk about your the mom's like, I know you're a lot of things. You are not straight. <laughs> let's talk about the the football team, the biting beavers. What a great oh, name that is. That's amazing. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, all the names. Let's are just talk purpose. about this one thing, Roger. You and I always talk about this: how the girl, the focal point of the film, thinks she is. Oh, the hot girl that's not like hot. The, somehow, she's obviously one of the hottest women in within a hundred miles, and she's like, I know, she's 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 got some thick black brows, though. I dog. don't care, dude. She's. Well, I mean, she doesn't in real life. But, <laughs> I, but you know what? I am impressed by the way that the butcher can make her dress better. Right. By just, you know, wearing form-fitting clothes yeah. and a nice red jacket. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Okay, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. And, and apparently brushes her hair. But the, the, <laughs> the whole thing is, why did why did that guy have the dagger? And the, why did that girl's father have yeah, the I dagger? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot. See, yeah, I, mean, I know you like this movie, and I actually like it a lot, too. But there's a lot of, like, weird unanswered questions into this movie. But I, don't, I, I also think... We're not supposed to care about that. He right? was a collector. Yeah, you, you saw that he had all the maps on the wall, sure. and stuff like that. He had, but I mean, he's got cursed artifacts from West Africa. You yeah, know? yeah, but even that's well, a little strange well, to me. Okay, fine. But even know. even in the, for instance, he owns something from a Wikipedia article. He's one of those people. <laughs> even some jumping ahead a little bit in the end when there's like seventeen dead bodies to account for, and they just like let them leave. Anyway, anyway and that's in the end of the movie, but. So it's going down the road. The, the, whole, the, the, the whole thing with the with the switching bodies was super weird to me. I mean, I, I I'm letting go, of course, the corny. We the camera flies up to the moon, then you see the big Aztec temple, and then it's well, yeah, it means you have the big the big uh, you know Incan temple or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's I just watched a movie on Netflix called In the Tall Grass. Oh, I, which I've seen that. Okay, it does the exact same thing with the moon and the focal point, like the terrain changing. I, I like I, it took me right back to that garbage fire movie. So I, it, it like made me cringy a little bit just because of how bad that movie was compared to this. Um, yeah, the switch was weird to me, and also I, I I kind of thought it was weird that after the switch happened, or after the after the attack on the football field. What? Okay, can we just talk about how? That girl makes horrible choices when waiting for her mother to come pick her up. How long was she waiting there before she before she decides, oh, you know what? My phone's on 10%. I need to do something before I'm stranded here with no phone. I mean, first off, everybody with an iPhone knows when you got 3%, you got like two more hours. Yeah. Because that's how iPhones work, right? <laughs> yeah, opposite Androids. Yeah. I mean, my when my Android phone says I have 3%, it's going to shut off immediately. Yep. So, but it stays it stays between the eighty the eighty to seventy range for. You hours. know what you know, I was thinking of, boy. If 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 her daughter would have died, how bad would the mom have felt? Oh, that'd have been it. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh my god, she would have ended it all the next I day. Mean, yeah. I'm sure she would have. But let's okay. Also, a, a woman that looks like that has have two daughters. One's seventeen, one's twenty five. I, I don't think that happens either. Anyway, so let's get back into the what? movie. She just didn't look like she didn't look like she was old enough to have even a seventeen year old daughter, let alone a twenty five year old. Certainly old enough to have um, daughters. Age. All right, let's talk about the, the the whole thing with the dialogue about the family losing the fight. Like it's so campy. 
But I think it was well, so. Well, let's let's talk about that for one second. It's entirely unnecessary. True. You don't have, you don't have to explain that at all. No, nope. Dad could have been dead for forty years. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's just not around. Who cares? I don't think. Long. I don't think you have to. But, not. I mean, it. you don't you don't have to dwell. It doesn't have to be. It's been a year since your dad died. Dad could have died when she was seven. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change You still anything. even can have the weird, awkward interaction between her mom and the butcher. Yeah. Like, it still works. You don't yep. have to have this weird extra brief No, thing. I think you it's, do, it's though. No, you don't, though. It's completely irrelevant to the movie. I don't think so. And here's the thing. Her dad died a year ago. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be insensitive. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, okay. okay. Let, me bring up, let, me, let me bring up counterpoint. All right? Let me bring up counterpoint. Let's say... So you're you're the avenue you're exploring is they never mention it at they, they don't even mention it at all. You just know there's you just don't see a dad. So you just you assume that's just not in the picture. That's fine. Okay, or okay, so but the 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 other side of it is if they're still a non the the, the point was they're a non functional family and have been for some time. And what caused that was the dad was dying. There's a lot of places like that have dads. But the point <laughs> is sure yeah, the point is though, I mean, that was the thing that that made that family weird was the dad. I mean, once you have the fact that, Oh, we got to talk about the dad dying. You know, let's just spend two minutes in the kitchen and then we're done with, then we're done with it forever. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. How does explain it help or help the movie? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for it and I, it doesn't hurt it to leave it out. I, I think it's more for the mom than it is for the daughter though, for far as far as character development goes. I, I think the story helps even better. If you show, if you, forever. if you show the knockoff vodka in the garbage can in the same way that they did and not say a thing about the dad, you still know the mom's an alcoholic. Well, fine. No, I'm not talking by about that. My daughter's reaction. That's all you need. Fine. But like, you can still explain everyone's problems. I don't know. I, I'm with Roger on this one. It's unnecessary. Here's you the know. thing. It doesn't help the story to me at all. But to me, it doesn't. Yeah. But to me, it doesn't hurt the story. I mean, it's just dialogue. Not for, I guess. not hurting a story isn't the biggest hurrah. We should have this in here. Yeah. Fine. I mean, I'll listen, I'm for, especially for like horror movies. You don't need a whole lot of terrible like. We get plenty of shit that's unexplained in this movie, and we get ten minutes on Dad who died. Yeah, why? <laughs> Listen, tell me more about this dagger, right? <laughs> or the weird collection of masks this guy has on his wall. Mm-hmm. But now he's got a which know, is a, a completely. I mean, it's so getting into it a little bit. The um, oh, Roger, I know. <laughs> I laugh so hard with when, when uh, he's sitting in the bathroom killing time, and there's a picture of a butthole on the store. The left. Yeah. <laughs> tough things I was are. like Roger definitely loved that but let's talk about the switch so what I want to talk about immediately was after the so after the attack on the field is when I assumed it happened when she got stabbed yeah. but it doesn't happen until midnight so I don't know and for some reason they they have her acting like the switch has already happened before she goes to sleep and I don't know why because it didn't happen until 12 o'clock that night I think you're getting that the process has been gone. Like she feels spacey and out of it, like almost like you know she's been a part of a of like a ritual or some or some or, sort of thing. Or she like had gotten stabbed on a football field. That's true. Okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> she might be slightly in yeah. shock or disoriented. So let's so let's yeah. talk about her. Let's talk about how when they wake up, they 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 <laughs> discover their. So I was laughing like. I was I almost peed myself laughing so hard. He does live in a shit hole. He he when when I imagine that's not your last apartment. When he current house when current house. God, <laughs> when he woke up and he was like, and he likes 
you see him str- put his arms out from underneath the covers, and he he does this thing where he like stretches and like rolls around, <laughs> just, yeah. just like a seventeen year old girl would do. And he makes his so mattress, and, and, and he makes these weird like mm, you know like stretching noise, like just like a, a girl would do in a high school. I thought I was I was laughing so hard I thought I was gonna pee my. I thought that was so oh, when I when I get out of bed now I was like oh my spine is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping his boots and shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's he just hates his life. No, no wonder he's murdering murdering kids. He hates his life. Yeah. And then see, then okay. So here's another horror movie logic: is if you're trying not to be recognized in a town and they have a sketch of you, how about you change your shirt or your pants or any of the above? You know. I love. I love. She sneaks him into the school to get a shower in the girls' locker room, mm-hmm. of course. And puts back on immediately the same outfit. <laughs> so all you have done is showered. Yep. <laughs> That's the only. How did you disguise yourself? I took a shower. No, no, he, he yeah. doesn't. He sneaks in. Like he doesn't. The friends don't know who he is at that point. No, but that—that's the point. Her as him. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Instead of trying to go anywhere to do anything else, goes to school, the girls' locker room, takes a shower, and puts back on the exact same. No, outfit. but that's but that's to, to me that's. That's the character of a girl. She wants to take a shower. And how does she no, do it? I have, I have no problem with wanting to take a shower. <laughs> but I mean, why wouldn't you just, just go home? I, I don't know. There's a whole lot of this. There, there's a whole lot of things that just unravel this movie they, if they're brought they to life. They had to put her in the school so she could meet back up with the friends. So they so the kills could happen in the school that happened so they could say it was the butcher. It, it's all plot convenience, which is fine. I, don't think it's, I mean, like, I don't think it's as much plot convenience as you think. It. How about the guy playing the shop teacher? I just named all the plot convenience. No, but I don't. What? I don't think they are. I mean, I would just. Yeah, he's uh, wasn't he from Spin City? Also, Stewart from Spin yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but like he's a dick. People, like he's so he's so unnecessarily a dick. I feel like he kicks the piss out of her. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, oh yeah. He's well, putting the boots to listen, her, man. They, they they made you root for that death the second he shows up, but they do a good job of just continually. Can, can making we talk about? Can death. we talk about? Okay, so let's. Can we talk about how mad as a student I would have been if my project was due on the sixteenth and he's like, "I need it now, four days early." Oh yeah, you can't do um, that. You know, I, I, that, that, that was one of those that pulled me out. But the thing is, like, why was he so damn mean? Is it because they didn't want you to care when he died? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, they want that character to be hateable, so it's yeah. it, 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 it's a feel good. You got to have a justifiable. It's death. one of those kills that you're waiting for. It's in every one of these movies. You're like, yes, like you're just waiting for it. I mean, I and then. How like no one discovers that the the body that was literally cut in half in that room for like the next two hours, yeah. three hours. No one does like there, there was mean, no other class in that room. None. No school was canceled. Oh, yeah, you know, because, because of the yeah. brutal murders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh wait, that never happened. <laughs> uh, this is just, and I love the moment when he, <laughs> and then we saw that we we see a little bit of it in the trailer, but when he's convincing his friends that he is. That he is she, and he does like the dance in the kitchen, super hilarious. Like super hilarious. Um, I knew the handshake was going to come out, but like the the dance was good. Like props to Vince Vaughn. And then, and then how he how how big, and then how big ass Vince Vaughn kicks that tiny girl and just like against the. Oh. <laughs> How about when like he throws the thing of tater tots at him? He's like, and he's really? just like, Come on. yeah. Really? <laughs> I thought that was. I'm telling you, when he, when he kicks the when he kicks Nyla, mm-hmm. you're just like, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's Ooh. a broken yep. spine. That's a broken spine. That hurts. Uh, yeah, I really thought there was some charm to this movie, especially scenes like that. And then, of course, you know, I loved 
You know, no, no. I, oh, how about when he? How about when he's walking around with with the Aaron Rodgers mask on? <laughs> that that is pretty funny. He can't see shit. <laughs> Obviously, if, like I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I saw it in the parking lot, but that's just so funny to me. Are they, are they just like? No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and, the, and and the gay kids like even even I know who that is. He's like, even I know who that is. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um. You know I love the scene in the dressing room with 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 uh, her and her mother when when she's when she, her her mother's like you're so easy to talk to and you such a long scene. it was it is really long it was unnecessary like probably like that whole scene could have been cut and nothing would have changed I'm married yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a great scene with like a very emotional like the the, the emotional music queued up it was a very emotional scene I I, I dig that in movies like this. You know, a horror, a comedy, and it also has some, you know, an emotional center. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, what else? I, I, I took a bunch of, um, of course, I took a bunch of, bunch of notes in the confession. Oh God. Which is oh the when when so the when when they eventually get to see here's where the movie to to, to me kind of ends is when they had the killer tied up and all of them except for the linchpin of her sister, the cop in one room understanding who's who and what happened like to me she's a terrible police officer yeah like like <laughs> maybe the worst it's, that's it's ever been um and does that does that police station invest in is there any lights in that police station at all like no, no. there's everybody left turn the lights there was out. like a, there was like that's not how police stations work <laughs> there was like two desk lamps on and that was the entire light in the thing um I love that this entire town must only have two police like four, four, cops. four cops, and there's been like 17 deaths in the past 48 yeah. hours. And four people have been murdered. Where is the Where's the FBI? Where's the National Guard? Where's anything? Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> four people. More than four at this point, too, though. Well, but but it, so given the benefit of the doubt, there's only four that they guarantee that they know about. Okay. It's assuming they haven't found I don't know the other three. What two or three corpses three at school? At this point, yeah. 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 So we're up to seven. The body count is seven. Yeah. I'll give you, you should know about at least four. <laughs> yeah. What the? No, four kids because the parents were dead too. He kills the parents. Which parents? Whose parents? Oh, parents. The rich parents. Oh, no, no? he doesn't. No, he's got the, he's the, got the four yeah. kids, the shop teacher. My bad. My bad. I recant my statement. Yeah, he's got the four kids, Ryler, the frozen chick, oh, yeah. the shop yeah. teacher. Who am I missing somebody else? No, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Just the right. So six people. So six point. people. Yeah. Six bodies. Uh, six bodies. Still going. Still got to go to that homecoming. Oh, how about right. you, I want to do you? Do you love the hashtag vegetarian? <laughs> I did. I did. Think I, did that. That <laughs> I like. I told you. I like the there's there's one there's one of the MGM with you. There's there's one um there's one oh there's one a graffiti on the bathroom wall that's like. That says um, all girls are pretty, and then there's then there's like an arrow that says except Natalie yeah. Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. I just love that high school stuff. It's great. Uh, yeah. So then, of course, how about the? Okay, I don't know how you felt about the the the, the, the whole the whole confession with the um, with the poem, and when he you know, and then and then the the love interest finally realizes that it is her. And then how about the scene in the back seat? How awkward was that? There's no There is no way that Vince Vaughn fits in the back of a Chevy Sonic. <laughs> how, about, how about when he was like, hey, uh, Nyla, can you scoot up? Like like four times. <laughs> can you scoot up? Can you scoot up? Can you scoot up? 
thought that was so funny. Um, and then, of course, he gets in the back seat when they're in the police office trying to get the dagger, the police officer or police office. And then there's this weird makeout scene, which I still don't understand why they put in it in there. I don't get it, but that's just me. Never happens. Never happens. That, 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 that's no. Let's talk about the most unrealistic, unrealistic thing in this movie. I had to suspend my disbelief so hard here. Body switching, whatever, all of it. Any so the most unbelievable part in this movie is when she's with the three football players and shit's about to go down, and she picks up that chainsaw and it starts after two pulls. Anyone who's ever used a chainsaw know that is complete bullshit she's pulling on that for at least seven and a half minutes before it actually runs oh, maybe. I mean, it's been sitting there gotta, gotta unused hit, hit the choke a few gotta times push the choke bubble there's <laughs> no way that starch and just boom boom also, and then also someone someone who's worn an apple watch like you can't set the time on an apple watch you can't set the time, right? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that too it's, it's set by your phone like it's it's automatically done by the internet by your body yeah your you can't set your you can't set that clock fast but now that chainsaw scene complete bullshit um i'm right i don't know if you guys heard them or if, or if they if they even registered with you but um there was a couple of comments like when when he when they finally realize who who he is and he's like i'm so strong and then one of them looks back and says and says something that is so politically in, in, incorrect. But it didn't just happen once. It happened three times in this movie. And I'm wondering if you guys... I don't want to talk about them because like, that's the kind of thing that how podcasts get canceled when people say these kind of things. But I, I, I wonder if you guys caught them. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after we end the show, we stop recording. But I want... Did you guys catch these things at all? Mm, not enough to register in my brain. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I think maybe one or two things I, I know what you're talking about. But at the same time, you know, I don't think it's... I don't think it's, it's, it might be as big, but once again, we'll talk no, about it. I, it I mean, can we talk about this raging party that came together in about 44 seconds? Right. Who's funding this? <laughs> Jesus. Who's, who's strung the lights for this? Yeah. Who, who hired up the old mill? Who, who hired the damn DJ? And who threw up the lights? Come on, man. What's happening here? Yeah, you know, who cleaned up all the, all the, oh, did you notice that all the, all the prosthetics that were, that was in that mill mm-hmm. and stuff? Those were all actual kills in the movie. I guess I never paid attention. Yeah, that, to that. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, it's like so. There was a lot of nods to other movies. In yeah, this. obviously. We well, were... it's like, do you know what Booker's last name was? What was it? No, no. Booker's last name is Strode. Oh yeah, Lloyd. Straight Strode. out of Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight out of Halloween. I was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught that when he, when he was standing on on the football when he was on the foot on the football mm-hmm. sidelines. Yeah, I, I, I caught that. I mean, Strode. I like how convenient well, this, <laughs> out of all the well, this, this, this movie was a very it was it was a love letter to all the 80s slashers i mean period that's what that's that's what it was in a in a weird way it was a weird like love letter but it mean it's, it's fine let me let me ask you guys a question are we getting the second freak i think we we might actually i'll tell you what though i, mean, with, I think we are maybe. without with without covid this movie would have done gangbusters you think? I, I think it'd done pretty good. I money, think so yeah. because Vince Vaughn's just funny it enough. It did okay with COVID. The Vince Vaughn's just funny enough. Her friends are, you know, awesome. how they're <laughs> the best part of this movie. How they're no how, how they're mind. how they're portrayed. Uh, also, a great part of the film. Like you definitely would have gotten. I think this 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 would have this would have had a twenty twenty five million dollar opening weekend. Hmm. Um, and shout out to Vince Vaughn because he does do really well in this movie, like acting wise. I, I love seeing him run as as this girl because he did it perfectly. And there's one scene too where he's where like where like he's he gives a he tells him to do something, he gives a command, and he stands so he stands so suddenly straight backed and just points. And it was very feminine though. 
like he did a really really good job with you know like with playing this you know teenage girl it was it was it was fun to watch that's what i think he did a good job now grace you've been you've been excited to compare him straight up to jack <sighs> black for weeks i've been like i've been stressing for this moment so hard for like the past couple of days i don't oh my goodness okay i i definitely have been who did it better in my opinion oh my god um to be honest, I think Vince Vaughn did it better. You got Rob. You 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 may disagree. I think Vince Vaughn did it better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was never going to compare them, so there's that. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons. Now, let, let, let me ask you something. Now, as Blumhouse it is, and you know you're you're looking for people to play this role, and you know, let's say you've got an air down to three or four people, and Vince reads this as Vince Vaughn has the career that he has already. What is the major pull to this? Do you do you think? I think he must have wanted to do it or wanted to be in it. And, I mean, I think the only reason Vince Vaughn even gets asked, I'm sure somebody associated with this knows him or they've done stuff together before because Vince Vaughn is by far the biggest actor in this film. And it's not – I mean, everybody else together still doesn't equal Vince Vaughn. He's bigger than the sum of the parts here. So, obviously, this movie couldn't have cost a whole lot to make. So, you know, he's not getting it for the paycheck. I think maybe it's just maybe he has some part of writing it or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe he funds Blumhouse somehow. You know, maybe he knows Jason Blum. Like he's a big he's a big Hollywood guy though. So there's always those small connections that make movies like this happen. So it'd be interesting to see how it actually comes through. And I bet you he had a hell of a time doing it. Yeah. yeah. I bet you he had a lot of fun. I actually I have no doubt most of this cast had a fun time. I would this love movie. to see the blooper reel. For oh this my movie. god, that would be gold. <laughs> I think when you, I think when you just kind of like let because like one of Vince's thing is ad libbing all the time in all of his movies. I bet you someone like there's some hilarious outtakes to this, like so funny. Oh, yeah. I bet you they're hilarious to this movie. Uh, yeah, I I think Vince Vaughn was the the attraction here. Um, as you're gonna be surprised what I give it to Roger, you're gonna be so surprised. Um, I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, he's giving, he's giving it an eight plus. I guarantee. Well, hey, you don't you don't know me, son. You don't, you don't know me. I guess we'll find out. Hey, Grayson, why don't you go ahead no, and no, rate no, this no. movie? Are, are, are we, okay, let's let's talk about the ending to this. Okay. So, so, not like say what happens, but like the the aftermath. And you know this movie. Um, now there's two endings. I'm 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 talking about the one at the dance. Let's talk about that one first. So after everything wraps up, you know the bodies get switched back to where they're going to be. And then who explains the five deaths in the room right next to where they are? I don't know. I mean, I realize that nobody has to explain anything in this yeah, movie. Yeah, this movie isn't about that. If you're if you're here for the for the, the continuity and the and the realism of this movie, again, a chainsaw Listen, starts in two poles. This the, is not realistic. The CSI team is going to answer a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. There aren't any. There's a lot of on it. Like, okay, um, because did did anyone ever see the girl kill people, or was she just, or was she always doing it? Like, I don't think so. I think the only people that saw her kill somebody ended up dead. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty accurate, right? Yep. Yeah. So you tell me, there's no like security footage in this school. Like, point is, she would have been on the biggest manhunt list in the United States. Oh yeah. For this tiny oh, yeah. girl who's killing people, and then and then in the end, they just let her go free without asking her any questions. Nothing. And the ending of this movie, I'm so glad the the ending was happened exactly how it did. I was so worried that when they showed you that there was going to be like some residual body switching that still hadn't gone back to normal. Sorry, spoiler. But I mean, I was so happy that they, they didn't do that. I was so happy I couldn't tell you how happy I was. 
No, I agree with that. Like, I'm glad they didn't do the whole cheap, like, you know, oh, it didn't work, blah, 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 kind of thing. You know, I was going to be, I was going to laugh when the whole time they were trying to switch the bodies back when, like, you know, at midnight, the ritual fails. And what that meant was, like, that's when the body switched back because it wasn't completed. That would have been hilarious if they were trying so hard the whole time it would have happened no matter what. But um, I did like the way that we led into the very final part of this movie. It was good. It was it was expected on my end, but I, had, yeah, I wasn't a surprise. I had right? a fun time. Oh, with you it. know what? It, 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 it you know what? It. I realized right as it was happening, and I was like, I got kind of excited for this moment. Is so when in the very in the climactic scene when they're like, it's like one minute before midnight. You know, of course, it always comes down to the last you know several minutes. Um, what I thought was interesting was so Millie and her friends were on one side of the room, and Vince and the killer, the the, the Busfield butcher, was on the other side of the room, and the bodies had switched back. What was their plan? After that, what was gonna was what was no. gonna stop him from just killing all three of them? No, there yeah. was there was not. <laughs> so like again, that's plot convenience of oh the cops just happen to be right there and and they just happen to listen to the best friend. You know what I mean? Like it's just to me, it's like I don't think it's as big as plot convenience, Chris, as you say it is, but I think there was a fair bit of it here. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's more or less the horror movie logic that certain elements have to be in certain places for the movie to be to, to play out the way that it does. So I mean, how else does the killer just move around like they without? She doesn't know. I mean, he doesn't know anything about anything. He doesn't know about the school. He doesn't know about the layout. He doesn't know anything. How is he moving around the way he's doing without being seen by anybody? You know, I mean. I mean, for a while he's running through the middle of town, seen by everybody. Yeah. And yet, no one, no one. I mean, out of the four police officers, <laughs> no one can find him. Uh, yeah, I mean, the There's that. and did you guys find it weird when? Uh, Nyla, the the best friend of of um, the girl, was trying to get the dagger, and that her sister Shar, as the only police officer in the building, pulls a gun on what's probably her yeah, her sister's on, Nyla. on what's probably her sister's longest childhood friend ever. Like, does that strike you as weird? I mean, she's a terrible police officer. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> ah, fair. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, there are so many like logistical questions, but. This is like the very definition of to enjoy the you enjoy this movie the less you ask questions and just accept it for what it is a, a Blumhouse horror yeah. comedy. So let's moving to rate this. I want to go first or I want to go last. Which one do you want me to do? All right, I'm going to give it a seven five. I said eight, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Vince Vaughn is absolutely the the uh, price of admission, the worth the price of admission in this. Uh, if, you're, if you're curious, you know what you're getting with with a with a movie like this for Blumhouse. You know you're getting cl- some somewhat clever. You know you're getting some some pretty gory kills that are actually kind of cool. You know what you're getting going into it. So there's no surprises there. But Vince Vaughn is the pull here. Actually, the opposite of him acting like a girl was so was so intriguing. Every time we cut to the killer in the girl's body, I just wanted to cut away. I, I didn't care because she's so one dimensional. You know what I mean? Like. So I, I guess to me that kind of hurt the movie a little bit, but not enough to lower it. But I love Vince Vaughn so much that I I think he is the absolute star of the show on this one, 100%. I mean, he, he is the star of the show. He, I mean, he is literally better than everybody else in this movie, except, you know, Josh, who owns. <laughs> and Josh's mom, who owns also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh's mom, who owns Josh. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you are, son, and it ain't straight. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, this movie, this movie's pretty good. Um, I'm not giving it a 7.5, but listen, it's like a 6.5 to me. 
I think it's better than Black Box, which I rated a six. I would definitely recommend for people to, to, to watch this movie. I mean, there's problems here. Obviously, we, we addressed quite a few of them. I think we'll get something. I don't think maybe we'll necessarily get a freaky two, but I think we'll get something very similar to that that contains some of these characters. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be okay with that. Um, I was happy to, I was happy that this might be the last movie I get to watch in the movie theater for a while. Yeah, yeah. I thought not a bad way to run it out. Yeah. So there's there's that. I got gotcha. you. So it's a it's a six five kind of night for me. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go right there to it six point five. Uh, the movie was fun. Vince Vaughn was was great to watch on screen with this one. If they would have put a little bit more chainsaw realism in there, they would got a seven hard for me. Mm-hmm. But without chainsaw with, ruined it. Without that, it's gonna be a six. I, I love how like of all the things that happen, you know, like body switching on an Aztec temple. Uh, people not employing any kind of logic whatsoever. The the chainsaw starting up too quick is what is what you call anybody who's ever used a chainsaw knows what well, I'm I talking mean, about. I, I could give it less because he fit in the back of a Chevy Sonic. So. <laughs> but that was, that I mean, was so funny though. Chevy that was Christ. that was super funny how he kept asking the Nyla to scoot up like six five. Well, it was good. <laughs> like, can you scoot up again, please? Uh, I laughed so hard. And then the very like Vince Vaughn fashion, I'm like, yes, just just uh, another smidge, you know, just a little, little bit. You know how he does that? Like, you know, that's just Vince Vaughn, how he does it. But uh, good. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're right, Roger. I think what you just said kind of rings a bell with me as if this is the last one we see for a while, it, it's, it's a pretty good way to go out for a while is you had a good experience. You laughed. You enjoyed yourself. Um, I'm, 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 but it's not. Crude's is gonna be the last one we see. Crude's guys, Crude's is coming out. Well, good. I'll, I'll have to rewatch the first one. I haven't. It's been a while since I've seen that, so I'll have to rewatch. 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 Watch for the first time. <laughs> All right. This has been episode two hundred and one of For Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at five a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show at Twitter. I am at love. So I, the, the show is at love cinema pot. I am at Grayson Maxwell one. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, I didn't run this by you guys, but next week we're talking about the boys season two on Amazon and operation Christmas drop on Netflix, and another episode of The Mandalorian. Operation Christmas Drop? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie on on Netflix. I know, but we get to talk about The Boys, which you have finished, so you don't have to watch it. Yeah, I got a lot of watch. Chris, you may have to... Worth it. Okay. (laughs) The Boys... Have you watched one of The Boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Season two? Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. All right, Rod, you want to make it awkward as always? No.